Welcome to Akatink Unitarian Universalist Church and our live stream worship service. I'm Reverend Pippin Whitaker, your minister. Akatink UU Church is a welcoming community and an inclusive community. We seek to create a more just and compassionate world through our actions to bring about justice and by honoring the web of nature of which we are all a part. All are welcome here. No matter whom you love, no matter your identity, your heritage, no matter your beliefs or your background, no matter whom you love, no matter your gifts, you are welcome here in this religious community. I now introduce you to our worship associate for today, Jen Carlson. Hi, I'm Jen Carlson, your worship associate today. I invite you to close your other windows or apps or devices, take a deep breath and center yourself for worship. If you are new to Akatink and would like to talk more about this church, please be sure to reach out to me, our minister, Reverend Pippin, or a member of the board. Contact information is posted on our website at www.akatinkuu.org. On our website, you can check out our online order of service on the worship section of the webpage. While you are on the website, be sure to check out our events page for upcoming virtual gatherings and other news. This month, we are contemplating thresholds and today, emotional thresholds. I invite you into worship, into a space today to allow an outlet and a flow for your emotion, emotions that are culminating in a moment of threshold in our lives. Jen will lead us in our chalice lighting. The future is not some place we are going, but one we are creating. The paths are not to be found, but made, and the activity of making them changes both the maker and the destination. I'd like to invite us all into a time of meditation and prayer. There is much on our hearts today to name and honor as we seek to embrace these things with a greater love. On this day, it is the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. And we are reminded in this time of the ongoing struggle to be treated with basic justice among the LGBTQ community. And we are aware that some groups are trying to seize this moment of distraction and roll back advances for equality. Longing for equity and justice, we hold this and we also hold in our hearts Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and their devastated loved ones. Let us pray for an end to racial hate crimes and deadly racial bias. And also swirling in our hearts is this fear of the ongoing pandemic, how it will impact the lives of our loved ones and everyone in the wider community. We hold worry for the refugees far away in terrible conditions with so little protection from this virus and concern for our shared future. Weary hearts. 
weary of violence from radical groups near and far, sharing in grief for the babies in Afghanistan. I feel our hearts are at the limit. Come, let us lift up all that we are carrying. Lift it up and allow it to rest in some greater love. We cannot carry it all alone. Even as we are unable to heal everything, we have power to bring love into the world. Let us have faith that together we share one another's burdens and let us find a wholeness in offering our part of compassion to this hurting world. Let our rest, let our hearts rest, let this burden rest in a greater love. Amen. I'm back to my child's moment with the packet because I was there too with my child at the threshold with the school packet. So quickly, I moved from a sense of accomplishment, look how well home school is going, to shock and disarray. What is my child doing? Why can't they calm down? I would hope to experience a longer and calmer space to respond and not react. But let us witness how our hearts felt in prayer today, in sorrow and joy. The water of our emotions is running high and turbulent. With the steady rise of emotions that are hard to process and that trigger stress hormones. With this steady rise, it's more difficult to catch the wave before it overflows us. Thankfully, though, we don't have to contain the emotion, blocking it with a dam. That is not good either. Holding back all your emotion under some facade of calm wears down the body, wears down the spirit, like a thousand tons of water pressing against a dam. It can knock us down. It can break our most heartfelt intentions for how we want to be in the world. Our challenge is twofold. How to notice when our emotions are approaching a threshold. How to notice when the dam is under too much strain. And how to let our emotions flow without taking over us. How to release the pressure on the dam. I invite you to reflect on a retrograde of emotion in your body. Thinking of the flow from overflow back to threshold, back to the sensation of approaching but not touching threshold. What was your most recent, I've had it up to here, threshold? How did it manifest in your body? Was it grinding teeth? 
Was it a racing heart? A biting cynicism? Or words and tone of voice or actions that you now regret? What do you feel? What did you feel just before crashing into that threshold? Take a breath. What did it feel like in your body in that moment? Before hitting the threshold, was it a tight chest, a clenched jaw or hands, a headache or a stomach ache, or no ability to feel or name your feelings at all? That feeling or sensation, as Moira said, is the one to notice. That is the rising water level, the pressure on the dam. And that is the feeling that needs attention as Rin tries to do, not the outburst. Here is a question for that feeling, that sensation. And I invite you to ask yourself this question for that feeling. What is the most loving thing you can do to give that feeling a healing place to go, a healing way to flow? Not held back, but directed. Emotions that meet us at the threshold. How can we move with them? I was on a dusty train platform in Varanasi, India. It was the sweltering heat of August 2004. Amid the overcrowded platform, crawling children approached with outstretched hands, old injuries, begging for money. My emotional threshold was broken. I wanted to bring them all home into my heart, into my life. But my colleague from India guided me away, reminding me of the cynical reality. I can't remember how much I gave. It was not enough. It couldn't be. There in that moment, I could have given up. I could have quit this heart burden, this task of caring. It would have been easier to say to myself, the world is harsh. This is the grim reality. It has been like this for thousands of years. You just take care of you and yours. Easier, but heart chilling. Instead, I dug down into my intention in the swirl of all that emotion and found my heart's longing to see more love in the world. I was there to research child trafficking and help combat child trafficking. And I found a promise in my, in my depths. I would live a life that 
never let go of those children on the platform or the children I visited on carpet looms or in the brothels or the street cleaners. I would accept my inability to heal this pain in front of me and also accept my responsibility to live a life that somehow helps such discarded and used children. At the threshold of compassion, we can always move toward growth and commitment or backwards away from our soul's longing. The way to move forward is to listen deep inside and take that emotion that threatens to pull you back or knock you down at the threshold, take that emotion and show it how to flow and carry you across into the future. I took my heartbreak and I launched it out on a promise. Do not be afraid of compassion, even if you fear being inadequate. You do not have to heal all the ills in the world or show what a big impact you have had. You only need to heal what you can. On that platform in India, I departed from the safety of cynicism the temptation to stop caring. And I left out in faith that I could and would live a life that brings more love. Accepting that we can live with compassion in a hurting world while still finding purpose and joy is liberating. It's a leap of faith to ride the wave of emotion through the threshold from safety and into an unknown, but you can make the leap. At any threshold of growth, with all the emotion that meets you there, you can choose to leave the safety of the familiar place you've been and leap toward a future that flows towards love. Though we extinguish our chalice flame, we carry within us what we kindled, the light of inspiration, warmth of compassion, the fire of commitment. May we bring these gifts into our lives and share them radiantly into the world. I invite you to join me now in our community blessing with these words of David Bumbaugh. This church is dedicated to the proposition that behind all our differences and beneath all our diversity, there is a unity which, bind, which makes us one and binds us forever together in spite of time and space, time and death and the space between the stars. We pause now in silent witness to that unity. Don't let go of what you long for. We don't have to allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by how long it might take or the struggles and needs that arise in the world and in our lives. Nurture your spirit 
before you hit the threshold. Ask, what is the most loving thing you can do? Loving way you can embrace the emotion. And know that you don't have to give up on hope for compassion just because some of what you long for seems far off. You can channel your emotion towards your hope and faith. What we do does make a difference and it saves each of us and everyone we touch. Hold on to your longing. I invite us all to hold on to what we hope for as individuals and as a community. Let that hope be the outlet for our emotions. Amen.